Hello, ladies and gents. Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. And today I've got my client, Miriam Hedery, on the line. Miriam is an immigrant from Iran, and she's been in the States here for several years now. And she's just awesome. She's kicking butt with her macros, kicking butt with her nutrition, with her training. She's got goals, and she's pursuing those goals, and she's reaching those goals. She's She's totally busted through every stereotype out there. And she's got the cards stacked against her, but she doesn't let that get to her. She just keeps on killing it. And for that reason, I was just super excited to get her on the podcast and share her story and give us some perspective. I feel like the worst thing any of us can do, whether it's nutritionally speaking, training, political, whatever, is just get stuck in our own echo chamber and not think outside the box and gain perspective from people with different opinions. So I brought her on and she just talked about her story, what she's come from, what she's doing, what she's striving for, et cetera, et cetera. We talked a little bit about politics. We talked a little bit about nutrition, about her dieting protocol, everything. So hope you gain some perspective from this conversation. Hope you learn that there is more people and more to life than just what you see in your own little bubble. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with my good friend and client, Miriam. We're live. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so excited to be on your podcast, you know, one and only Keto Savage podcast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's well, a really a great pleasure for me to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to have you. So for anybody that does not know, which would be all the listeners, you're one of my clients. We've been working together for several months now, and we've gone through a, a cutting phase. We've gone through a building phase. We're currently in a reverse slash building phase and transition, and I feel like you've kind of undergone this pretty profound psychological shift with like embracing all that comes with being in a caloric surplus, and I feel like, you know, a lot of women especially, they don't understand the concept there. They don't embrace the facts that, that when you go into a caloric surplus, you're going to put on some extra body fat. It's just very counterintuitive to what a lot of people think of when they think of dieting. So I'd love to kind of just give the audience, give the listeners some background as to, to what you're doing, what got you into the keto space, what brought you here, and kind of some of the things that we've been doing together here lately. Yeah, sure. I can uh, give a brief uh, introduction of myself, like what is my career uh, I am as um, you know, I'm a full data scientist, uh, uh, like I'm working full time. I'm sitting behind my desk most of the day, eight to 10 hours daily. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, finding that balance of like being active because I am I, can, I consider myself a fitness uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, like a freak <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, among my friends um, always I am the one that who is talking about like you know working out or like you know eating healthy and it has been always part of my life but like you know uh, because of my career is something else and um, my degree is in a computer science area so I, I really had uh, like a little time to just put on into like learning all these new concepts or like uh, get staying up to date with the uh, like involvement or any like revolution that was happening in diet and fitness area. But I was always trying my best to stay, you know, on top of everything and try to learn um, because I look at it as if like um, uh, th this is a lifestyle. I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my body. I want to uh, appreciate the body that I have. 
and I want to age very well. I, I guess like as a female, most of us, we are thinking like we, we don't want to age. We are, uh, I guess like it's like I can say that all humankind, they are all afraid of like aging and getting old, mm -hmm. looking, you know, like uh, you, you're not going to look younger anymore. And uh, you're afraid of like not um, actually performing the even like the daily activities uh, like normal you know, when you were younger. So that part of like concept, the concept of like uh, being healthier and taking care of myself as long as I can <laughs> uh, was like uh, the passion or like the motivation that like guided me toward like fitness and staying active. And I, I have done like so many stuff from like hit to CrossFit to bodybuilding and um, just being a cardio um funny mm -hmm. you know for a while as well but i i remember i heard about keto when i was doing crossfit and everybody in crossfit is, uh, industry they're all about paleo mm -hmm. i remember like it was like four or five years ago um and they were all talking about like uh, how you need protein and like it was a very new concept to me uh because i always was like watching my calorie intake i wasn't take uh, like i wasn't thinking about macros at all and that's i i guess that's a huge piece that is, is still missing in so many parts of like fitness industry when you're talking to your like so many of personal trainers or even like uh normal people they don't think about macros um and they are always thinking about like okay i'm gonna eat less to just like lose weight or like look as in a certain way but like the most important part are the macros and that way like with the crossfit and paleo i got into learning about paleo and i remember i was listening to um primal podcasts mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that was the that was the first initiation of like i i heard keto there and then i started looking up like people that were on keto and you were one of them actually and it was like you know i'm gonna start listening to <laughs> Kino Savage podcast <laughs> and like so many um, others like um, Mike Metabolic and like uh, Ben Greenfield I, I remember um, but yeah that way I just like I kind of like uh, I was like oh my god fat doesn't make you fat actually it's like uh, you, ha you, you can uh, use your storage fat and like uh, live a healthy happy life and you, I learned about all those insulin resistance you know, like what is happening when you are having a high blood sugar or like uh, if you're eating high sugar diet, lots of carbs and how that was like, you know, hurting your um, health and like, uh, I can say, uh, digestive system. Um, I, want, I want to rewind even farther. Like were you were you getting in big into like fitness and nutrition before you moved to the States or was that all yeah. after you moved to the States? Yeah, no, I, when, when it was uh, so... Uh, I'm from Middle East, as you know, Iran. Uh, uh, but when I was there, actually, I was very active too. And um, I always had a low carb diet, I can say. I was, uh, because uh, in, a, in a Middle Eastern, you know, like um, diet, uh, you have lots of um, legumes uh, and rice and pasta. You know, it's very normal to have that dish. It, it, it's a stable mm -hmm. Uh, ish in in daily life but um i was never fond of at least rice or 
pasta, I remember I was always replacing my rice with like legumes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have that red bean instead of, you know, rice. Uh, because I, I was keep trying to keep myself, as I said, uh, updated with the industry and learning about nutrition and uh, like uh, the multivitamins and minerals rather than just like uh, losing weight. I never had a, had trouble losing weight. I was never overweight, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like saying that, okay, I, I want to lose like, let's say 30 or 40 pounds. Always, it was always that five to the last five to 10 pounds. <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> always that like, you know, I just want to be a little bit more skinny. I want to just like look in a certain way. And when I look at my pictures, like I was just looking at my pictures uh, from four years ago. I was like, oh my God, I was so skinny. And and I was thinking that that time I was thinking that, oh my God, I'm so fat, mm -hmm. you know? And like that, you know, the, the uh, sick mindset, unfortunately, that we have. But yeah, no, I was always into the fitness. I was always active. I um, In Iran, I don't know if you know that there are some sanctions that are going on and uh, YouTube got banned in 2011 by the government. And before that, I used to just watch the workouts. Uh, like I, I remember Jillian Michaels, Bob Harper. I was using the, their workouts to just like stay, uh, you know, in shape. Is YouTube um, still banned there? <laughs> it's not still banned, right? It, it is still banned, unfortunately, yeah. But like the ban started uh, from 2011. Uh, yeah. And uh, after that, I I I, I uh, immigrated to United States, thankfully, um, and I continued my passion like uh, here uh, with like, just like getting to know more people, you know, having access actually to so many platforms, uh, which I am really grateful for that. Do you feel but, like the like as a whole, the United States is is more? health conscious or less health conscious than than the community in Iran? Um, compared to that time that I was there, it's more health conscious, I can say. Yeah. And I, yeah, and the reason I want to say is that, you know, I was just like, when I look at my, uh, my family, are, they are still there. And when I look at their daily life, uh, they are very active and, um, they have a very active lifestyle. It's not here. I think it's very uh, compared to there is very luxury and like laid back, mm -hmm. you know, but there they are very active. They, um, uh, they, they, we used to walk everywhere. Uh, like um, we were barely taking like the cars or anything. We used to walk. We were enjoying actually walking in the streets, on the streets, and like, you know, like, uh, and like doing window shopping and stuff. And um, the diet itself, like, uh, even though like uh, Middle uh, Eastern culture has lots of fruits, like, you know, in their diet, it was seasonal fruit. Mm -hmm. So you never had access to strawberry in the middle of the winter, or you, you would never see peach or like, you know, um, it was very seasonal. You you could get grapes by end of the summer, and that was it. That was it. Like you know, well here, I can go. No matter what is the season, and I can get all the fruits that I want. Which I guess that's what is wrong with like having access 
365 of the day, you know, like uh, for, uh, for, for the fruits and vegetables, uh, not vegetables necessarily, but uh, high sugar uh, fruits. And like banana, I remember, uh, is, is still is a very luxury fruit in Iran. Um, like uh, you could barely like you could barely had banana in like a special occasions. You know, you have guests or it's like New Year. We have this New Year celebration, which is uh, uh, which is starts every year by first day of the spring. Mm-hmm. That, that's a Persian New Year. And like we always celebrate, you know, gathering with the relatives and then you you, you would have banana <laughs> in your uh, fruit dish to offer to your guests and saying that, you know, enjoy and hopefully this new year is going to be a great year for you. Uh, so I guess that difference is uh, make, you know, like the Iranian uh, less uh conscious about the health mm-hmm. like they, they are not related yeah uh, but like nowadays the obesity obesity is getting um uh, actually is increasing in iran and i guess because um people are having um uh, the, the economical problems are causing people to have less access to um uh, like uh good quality of food especially meat yeah, meat's um, kind of scarce pretty, there, yeah, right? Yeah, you got yeah, a lot of lamb, yeah. but that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, and it's really getting very expensive because of all these uh, sanctions and political problems. Um, so people are, they, they can't get, uh, like, they don't have that much access to good meat anymore. So they have to rely on carbs and mm. fruit, unfortunately. And that's why it is, I guess, um, causing lots of uh, problems recently in health. Is there is there near the obesity there as there is here in the states or is it yeah. totally different? Oh, it it is rising nowadays in Iran, as I said, because um, uh, because uh, when you know everything is getting expensive, you don't you can't afford uh, to get like good quality of food mm-hmm. in your life. So I guess that's going to cause um, lots of health problems in Iran. Yeah, it's that's that's not good. I mean, the it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that the cost of the food is such a determining factor in a lot of different countries um but but having good quality food is just so incredibly important i feel like the infrastructure and the the cost to the community is greater over time if people are you know unhealthy i mean medical bills and everything skyrocket so i feel like it would behoove the the countries to (laughs) put their heads together and offer a higher quality food source oh yeah exactly so let's dive into your kind of journey through the different outlets in fitness. I mean, you, you've done the, like you said, the cardio bunny, which is pretty typical of a lot of people. They start out there because it's, it's what they know. It's what they feel comfortable with. And then from there, what, you transitioned to CrossFit, you said? Yeah. So, uh, no, actually, it was reversed. So um, uh, let me um, tell uh, remember the timeline. I remember I used to do HIIT workouts. You know, mm-hmm. like just like doing a combination of like cardio and strength training. I was like doing like, let's say a minute of like uh, jump rope. And then I was doing a minute of like uh, thrusters or something like that. But then um, uh, that mindset of like losing the last five pounds made me go into veganism. And that was the worst decision of my life. I, I'm not I'm not here to offend anyone. I, I respect 
everyone's choice. You know, I feel like um, everyone has their own choice and like whatever works for you, great. It works for you. But veganism didn't work for me. How long did you do it? uh, I did it for nine months and I lost my period for six months of that nine months. Wow. And your calories were still high? Yeah, my calories were high, my but I was eating lots of uh, fruit, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like gaining, and I'm like, why am I gaining weight? Like, and I I remember my I I have the photos, my um, skin color turned into yellow, and I was like, there was something going on, and all my friends they were like, why why are you looking yellow? What what is happening? <laughs> And then I started, you know, like one night I decided I'm like, I'm done with this. And I started eating with like pork chop. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with veganism. I'm going to eat meat. I'm missing it. And um, I just like uh, I got recovered from that. Uh, all the mineral uh, um, deficiencies. And I guess like I had a huge B12 deficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it was causing lots of problem for me. And uh, thankfully, I I got out of that. And after that uh, veganism like um, period, I got into CrossFit. I was like, you know, I was hearing here and there, you know, like this new workout, like this new like um, uh, uh, fancy uh, way of training that makes you look great. You like have abs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go into it. And I was really great at it. I remember I I won't... um, competition it was for beginner level but like after a couple of months i was able to compete and i i won't because i'm a very competitive person so i was like i was enjoying it but i was getting bulky (laughs) uh and uh these phrases i'm saying like um bulky or like skinny because i guess like females are familiar with these words and like unfortunately we are using it more uh more often as a negative um, uh, like term. And yeah, I was like, I have a really, um, I can build muscle really fast. Yeah. That's in my, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was getting bulky. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop CrossFit um, and I'm going to start running. And I started running seven to 10 miles per day for six months. Like every was single day? Very, yeah, it was very exciting, and I wasn't I was I wasn't sure how I was able to do that, but like, yeah, I was, I was going crazy. I was like, you know what? I want to lose all the muscles because I look like a man. That was my mindset by that time. Do you have like um, pictures back then, and you like look at them now and and realize that you you didn't look like a man, or was it like this? Oh weird- my god, yeah, <laughs> I picture I have the pictures, and it was like I had really great glutes and quads, and I'm like why why did i do that (laughs) when i look at you know when i look back i see all the mistakes that i have made but i guess like that's a journey and that's lesson to learn (laughs) later on um yeah so i lost all the muscles by doing all those runnings and then i started you know um the body kind of like um um, more program-based um workout before that i didn't have a plan for my workouts mm-hmm. i was just like doing whatever i was feeling like you know and as i said really 
I didn't have the knowledge that, okay, no, you, you don't need to, you have to follow a plan because you don't want to overwork your muscles. You don't want to underwork your muscles. You want to, you know, engage your muscles and give time for them to rest. If you want to grow your glutes, you, you shouldn't train them every day. You sh if you, you know, like these were the things that I was missing by that time. And I think because I was just like following maybe the wrong people, I watching some YouTubes or like influencers on Instagram. And, uh, and that was like, uh, like leading me into a wrong way of like uh, building the physique that I wanted to build. Um, but gradually uh, I started, like I started uh, listening to your podcast and like to multiple other podcasts and they were like and, and that way I was like okay I'm learning now okay I need to do this I need to follow this the macro is important the workout plan is really important you have to know if you have recovered from your workout you shouldn't exhaust yourself because your body is just going to get deprived and yeah that learning curve of like me ending up here with you when you were doing all the running, were you were you taking in enough calories still, or were you kind of cutting the calories pretty low and then just focusing on losing weight? Yeah, I was I was eating very low calorie, um, so I was a yo-yo dieter. I can say I was like eating very low calorie, like fourteen hundred maybe. And some days I was like, you know what, I am gonna go full force. I'm just gonna eat eight hundred calorie per day. Mm. That, would, that, would, that was my mindset, right? Uh, and I'm just going to look this, like I'm going to lose this much in two months and I want to look this, uh, like I want to wear this or I want to look this, uh, look in this certain way for my birthday or something like that. That was, that was the whole idea. But like um, I didn't know that I am actually damaging uh, my metabolism and I was just like exhausting my body. Did you lose um, your cycle then too when you were doing the super low calories and just running every day? Uh, no, I didn't. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I guess because I had cheat days. Mm. So weekends, I used to have like a day of like cheat day, but I would binge. I would eat tons of different stuff. And uh, I remember I had... um period that I was bulimia I was like uh I was like very low calorie during like six days of the week and then at the in the weekend I was I would go I would buy lots of stuff and then I after eating I would just try to you know um uh, <laughs> Persian vomit and like that was a very bad all a dark period of my life uh, and it was probably like really Poor quality, like junk foods, too, right? Uh, yep, yep, like cheesecake, like pizza. It's crazy because yeah. I feel like a lot of people they're they're just convinced that they have to go super super low calorie, but I mean it's it's just not sustainable. Like you cannot sustain sub one thousand calories for any you know intense period of time by any means. So like you inevitably binge on foods that are super highly processed and just nutritionally void. And the negative feedback loop just continues and gets worse and worse. Yeah, exactly. And I guess like, it's like a kind of like a you you are self sabotaging. I kind of feel like you are. It's a it's an act of suicide. Yeah. When I look at it, I'm like, why am I punishing myself? 
why why did I do that? Like my body didn't deserve it. Like I was I was like running, I was like doing CrossFit, I was like like eating low calorie and then what? Like my body my poor body, you know. Uh so I was very cruel toward my body and like I guess that damage just I, I am paying the price now. I, I can feel that because um whenever uh, I try to just like, you know, um, try to go on a low calorie estate. I always like that uh, binging. Uh, it just triggers that binging mm-hmm. and like that mental game that I have to. And then uh, like I have to be very strong mentally to fight through that type of binging. And or whenever I am stressed um, and I feel like or like whenever I am angry or mad as something I would punish myself, uh, which thankfully, after starting working with you, I just like, I am much healthier now. And I can't remember the last time I thought of like binging. I, I used to do that very often before, uh, before working with you. And uh, I was, and I, I wasn't able to share it with anyone, even like my boyfriend, they didn't know about that, mm-hmm. you know, and it still doesn't, uh, he doesn't know to a certain level. Like he's just like knows like sometimes when I am sad or like I would say, you know, what, I feel fat. I'm just going to go eat cheesecake. Yeah. That's the extent that he knows. He doesn't know that how deeply it just, this is killing me inside, you know, and like, um, but I am happy that I started working with you because now I am in a really great state. I, whenever, like, I am under uh, stress, I, I, I'm not thinking about binging. I'm like, you know what, I'm good. I love my body. And, like, let's let's focus on, let's see what is the root cause of this stress and solve that instead of, like, punishing myself. Yeah, that, that is so incredibly important. You know, I'm really glad to hear that as well because, I mean, so many people struggle with that. I've struggled with that in the past. I mean, I think most people listening to this at some point or another in their life have probably gone through that dark phase in which they pretty much give up control to the food and they give in to these, you know, negative tendencies. But it's so important, I feel like, to have periods where you, you know, are super disciplined and strict and and go without, you know, just a surplus. Like have a period where you're in a deficit and exercise that mental willpower and, you know, fortitude. But like it's important to sacrifice, but it's also incredibly important to have a period of time on the other end of the spectrum where you're at a maintenance or at a surplus in which you're not constantly having to have that willpower with the amount of food you're eating because it's not normal to necessarily always be in a deficit. Now, it's also not normal on the other end of the spectrum to always be in this massive surplus and just overconsume. But I feel like it's it's much more enjoyable if you're able to live life and go through exponentially longer periods of time when you're not just constantly obsessing and fixating on food because that's just I mean that just eats up all of your your timing and energy for other things in life yeah yeah like you know um I I kind of like always remember uh, remind myself that you know like I need to be grateful to like to um to like um to the body that I have because um, when I read the news or I see like so many like you know like this unfortunate um, events that are happening everywhere, I am like one of the luckiest 
the people on this earth like uh if i i kind of feel like if your only problem is to lose weight mm -hmm. you are having a very luxury life on this planet there are so many people that are suffering from you know like they don't have access to clean water they don't have access to any like uh safe house or like they don't have the luxury of like having three meals a day and now here i'm sitting and thinking about like how am i gonna lose the weight and like that sort of like mindset is helping me out to just uh, be grateful for what i have to um, where i am right now the the you know like the old um um uh, like uh, how can i say all the, the this like um access uh to the best knowledge best platforms that I have right now, I have to be grateful and I am grateful for that. And that makes me to stay on top of my, you know, diet and fitness and saying that, okay, like I, I have this, I have this opportunity and let's use it for the best and um, let's not take it for granted. You know, that is just incredible. I want to, I want to draw the attention to what you just said, because I feel like that is incredibly powerful. I mean, you are a minority in ever since the word, like you're a female, you've you know, come here from Iran, you're, you're, I mean, you got all the chips stacked up against you and you're not making any excuses. Instead, you're like, you know what? I've got so many great things going for me. I've, I'm going to practice gratitude. I'm going to be very, I'm very blessed and I'm very fortunate for the life I have. I'm going to make the most of it. Like I wish every Native American, like Native person to America right now living here, listening to this, had that exact same mentality because I feel like we'd be in a much better spot, you know, from, a, mm -hmm. from all the different spectrums, if we all had, if we all practiced more gratitude and appreciation for what we have in life instead of just this negativity and like victim mentality. Yeah, I totally agree. And I guess like because um, we have talked before about like what is going on here on like everywhere, I guess like, but um, sometimes instead of like just uh, having this as you said victim mentality and thinking that okay this is the worst case that is happening just like look at the bright side and like try to see how can you use how can you use these opportunities me like coming from a country that um we don't have access to freedom you know and like you get you can get like i i don't want to talk about politics but like uh, you don't have the freedom to talk about your government or like your president or anything. Mm -hmm. And like you, you, as a female, you cannot have that much power or like you cannot grow, you know, um, in your career uh, back there. But like here, like uh, when I immigrated, I was like, you know, I have been fighting all my life to get to this place. Uh, I, I had to be always the best in my country to be able to, you know, to get the um, acceptance for the PhD program here. And I was like, you know, that was my goal uh, from childhood. And when I got here, I didn't take anything for granted. I saw like all these opportunities in this country. And what was the cultural shock for me was that most of the people that I was facing, they were like, uh, they didn't know that or like they were taking it for granted and i was like do you, do you know what do you have do you know like and i guess that's why most of the immigrants uh are very successful uh 
in United States because they know the value of this. They know they know they have come so far, you know, with like all those problems, struggles, challenges, and they know that they cannot have this everywhere. Uh, I, I, I love United States and um, I am very thankful to every opportunity that this country is, you know, giving me. And um, um, beside of that, I am thankful, as I said, when I am comparing myself, you know, I'm saying like uh, out of like 80 million of like my people, I, I, I am here. And uh, when I am comparing, as I said, like seeing all the people that are hungry every night, like, you know, 100 million people are uh, are going hungry to bed or 800 almost 40 million people in the world they don't have enough to eat and like uh if you wake up every morning with more health than illness you are you know uh you are blessed more than millions of people that they didn't survive this past week mm -hmm. and like we, we we don't see that like i guess like um uh because um in united states we have this luxury of like uh, just thinking about ourselves <laughs> thinking about like what is happening inside states and when you when you open yourself to learn about the world you will see that you are very lucky to be here so 100 percent. i was listening to a podcast uh earlier this week about i guess last week uh, it's monday today um where they were talking about how if you're at absolute zero so like say you know you're in a third world country you don't have a bank account you don't have any money to your name you don't even have pair of shoes on your feet and you're starting from absolute zero like they the what it would take for you to get up to one and then two and then just continue to gain momentum is going to be just so incredibly hard not impossible but just so incredibly hard and if you're mm. if you're listening to this podcast and that means you have an iphone it means you have a podcast player exactly. a computer, it means you have some way of listening to this technical medium and if you're able to do that then you're by no means in a zero category like you've got a lot of good things going for you so I get so frustrated seeing people that have so much that they don't even realize they have make excuses for why they're not doing and living the life they want to live and I, I realize that hey look I'm I mean I'm a a white American and I'm I get all the you know bells and whistles so to speak I, I didn't have a family that hated me you know like I've got a lot of good things going for me and I'm not oblivious to that fact but I've had hardships too we've all had hardships and I feel like if anybody regardless of where you're at in life views the world through this lens of I have nothing going for me I've got the world against me I'm gonna get I mean I've got no no way to get out of this hole that's just depressing whereas even if mm -hmm. you've got a lot of pitfalls even if you've got a lot of hardships if you you know take that and look inwardly and like you know what i'm going to make the most of the situation i have regardless of what that is i'm going to be better tomorrow than i was today that that's liberating that's empowering you can do something with that yeah totally agree with you and i guess uh unfortunately as you said so many people they don't see that and they don't use the opportunities that they have and they just like they have this victim mentality and we have to fight through that. We, we, we know that like, you know, um, we all have biases. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not I, I, as a person that is coming from Middle East. I can say that we all have biases too. there, you know, uh, Iranians against Arabs, 
uh, like, you know, Pakistanis against Indians, or like all those um, fights that are going on. And uh, I, I am from a minority, even from Iran. Uh, my first language, uh, English is my fourth language. Fourth? What are the other three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my first language is um, Azeri, which is uh, from uh, the country Azerbaijan. So I'm a minority in Iran. And then um, um, my hometown is in the northwest, which is uh, in the border of Turkey, Azerbaijan, and Iraq. Uh, so, and uh, my second language is um, uh, Turkish or Turkje from Turkey. Mm -hmm. And my third language is uh, uh, Persian uh, or Farsi, uh, which is the national language of Iran. And my fourth is English. That's great. Uh, <laughs> Are you still pretty Thank fluent you. in the others? Uh, yes, yes. And I'm learning Spanish <laughs> because it's the second language here. And I'm like, you know, if I want to travel to um, South America, I want to uh, uh, communicate with, you know, with the people. Uh, but um, so what I wanted to say is that uh, I, I think I forgot. I have to <laughs> rewind. Um, uh, so we all have biases, mm -hmm. right? And it was happening in, it, it happens everywhere. And I think the problem is that uh, we don't, uh, I, for example, I get offended if somebody starts teaching me a lesson. I'm like, I, I know that, you know, you don't, I don't need you to teach me a lesson and saying like what is right or wrong. But like the, the best way is to just kind of try to like empower each other to to recognize that that bias that we have and maybe move forward with that um we, we if we just like let's say I, I guess like um that fight over the bias of like being racist or like being i don't know uh from a certain region it's just like a limited it's, it's limiting ourselves. It's, mm. uh, it's like just a causing the limit. I, I, it's, I have that mindset. Let's say I'm saying that, oh, I am from Iran. I am a female. I cannot do anything here because everybody's against me. Or like, you know, like um, United States, the government is um, against, you know, like that the, uh, they are fighting with Iranian government. And I'm like, no, that's not going to stop me. That That's their fight. I don't, I don't care. I am here to live my life. I'm going to use the opportunity as, and until I don't face that bias or racism, I, I'm just going to keep going until like, even if when I face it, I'm, I'm going to find a way to, you know, to, to just uh, find a solution for that. Because I know that like maybe that person or that, um, that system that is like having the bias against me, um, it's not like, Sometimes it cannot be intentionally. I, I don't want to say, I don't want to uh, degrade any racism, but like I'm saying that let's change our mindset. Let's, let's look at it from another perspective and try to just like um, uh, use any opportunity that we have. We, we shouldn't limit ourselves to just saying that this is, uh, they are racist or this person did that. And like, you know, if I, if you do your best, I think uh, hopefully you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna thrive. Well, and I, um, I don't feel like yeah. you've let any of these biases 
I mean, it, it doesn't seem like you're letting these biases affect you negatively. I mean, it seems just from what I've been able to tell, you've been able to like just charge forward and excel at whatever it is you're pursuing. I mean, you look at just your profession alone. I mean, you're in the STEM field, you know, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and that's you don't see a whole lot of, um, you know, immigrant women in those fields, and you're kicking butt there. <laughs> Thank you. I think like because, you know, sometimes, Robert, I find that like, Labeling your, yourself, uh, it's kind of like, it, it's like you're allowing everybody else to limit your, uh, uh, your, um, how can I say, your capabilities, mm -hmm. right? Um, like, if I, as an immigrant, and I see that most of the immigrants, they do the same. We, we are trying to avoid any label. Uh, it, can, it can include religious labeling or political labeling or um any other label like when you are associating yourself with a label you are just like blindfully following whatever that label is bringing to you but like we are bigger than that like uh, uh i'm not saying that like you, you if you want to announce whatever you are great do it uh you do you um but my, I'm personally, I don't do that. I'm not, if somebody is asking me, are you religious? Well, no, I'm, I'm not labeling myself. I'm not. If which political party, you know, like seriously, I cannot tell because uh, some, most of the time they are doing the same thing and like just, it's just a name difference. And like the way that they are representing themselves is different. Some, some party they are trying to look good and the other party actually is just like um is not trying to look good and <laughs> it's just like um throwing whatever uh happening in the country yeah you know so like don't don't uh i don't think like blindfully uh having accepting a label or even following a person nobody is perfect and like if uh, somebody uh, like, uh, let's say, I, I don't want to name, uh, I don't want, to, I'm not a fan of like President um, Obama or like President Trump. They are all, they are president. I respect that. When who, um, whoever is president, I respect that person, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it doesn't mean that I, um, I accept whatever they are saying. Like, um, we have seen like uh, what has happened throughout the, uh, Obama's eight years of presidential, uh, you know, like, and then, uh, I mean, like eight years of presidency and then uh, uh, Trump's as well, because, well, when I am looking as an immigrant, um, I know that, like, I had a travel ban, like my parents, they didn't, they weren't able to come here or whatever, but I don't want to go and fight with this political parties because, Coming from a Middle Eastern country, I know that these are, they are not, there's no benefit there for me. I'm not, I'm just gonna like um, go into fights with my friends, mm -hmm. with my colleagues. I'm not gonna get out, uh, like anything out of that argument. I'm just gonna be, get more angry and the other person as well. And then, we are not going to gain anything. And like, yeah, those other parties are doing their own job. No, they, do, they don't care about us. I guess like we have to look 
at a border like uh view like and like uh, kind of like see that like whatever they are doing uh it's uh for their benefits and like me and you fighting here over <laughs> several topics um it's not going to change anything i'm not saying that like we shouldn't uh we shouldn't exchange thoughts of course we have to we have to be open to listening open to learning open to see uh different perspectives but like don't fight like say it and say that you know i see this problem and this is my perspective how do you think and the other person from the different party they can talk and then definitely you kind of find so many common grounds yeah. when you are talking about that but like when you are starting an argument with a hate well that's not going to end well because like you already when you start a conversation from say with saying that you are wrong the nick the other person immediately shuts down mm -hmm. they, they are not listening to you anymore no matter if the, all the facts are behind it they are you know like um uh, like if um in, are in favor of you no matter no matter uh if you are showing all those facts and resources and all those i don't know videos saying that do you see uh this happened this happened this is what he said or blah 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 yeah. they're not listening they're not listening it's over it's over <laughs> I, I totally agree it's interesting because like i've had i mean this is honestly why i wanted to get you on the podcast because you bring a very different you know viewpoint to the table um i mean and it's so dangerous when you get stuck in an echo chamber and that's that's that holds true whether it's about nutrition about training about mm -hmm. politics government sociology anything and i think it's always good to bring somebody from a different perspective to the forefront and then just understand where they're coming from or even if you don't understand it just to respect it and hear them out i mean there's there's been times i've brought guests onto the show who mm -hmm. before i really had a conversation with them i was like there's no way we're going to see eye to eye i mean one that comes to, to mind is Ted Naiman. I figured he and I would be totally, you know, back and forth, you know, just not really in agreement with most things. But the conversation was amazing. Like that was one of my favorite conversations on the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, I have different I, opinions for sure. But it was respectful, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was listening to that uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. And it's always the case, you know, like um, because as I said, Middle East is a very uh, conflicted area. Mm -hmm. Like, I can say all the five powers, naming United States, Germany, China, uh, UK, and Russia are fighting over Middle East. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason is like gas, oil, and um, they, uh, Middle East is a very strategic area right uh, like uh, the all the countries that are sitting in that area so like you you always have seen how these political parties are playing parts and they are just like trying to fool people and you get to the point that you know what i know that you don't you're not listening to me i know that you're gonna do whatever you think you it is right and I'm not going to ruin my relationships uh, because 
of what you are saying or how you are acting. Uh, of course, like um, uh, like um, the other party, like a friend that is following the other party, they know that that person is do- whatever they are doing is wrong. And you like saying that over and over again, like like you are not you cannot solve it. But like I, I, I see that like in United States, well, it's not dictatorship and you can just like, you know, uh, you can uh, talk to your uh, congressman, your um, Senate and like you can change some of the laws. But like I guess like you have to think globally and act locally it means that if you want to change let's certain things in your area come and like um, go and like um, participate in the local elections yeah, who but, is your yeah. congressman who is your senate like you know like who is going to the senate like uh, think about that that that's the person who is going to change your life that that's a really good point and i feel like that can be you know scaled down even to like an individual level like before mm-hmm. before you should be able to go you know protest a whole bunch of causes that you don't really even fully understand or or whatever work on yourself first and figure out who you really are and there's so many people that are just skipping over that critical step to be part of something that they don't even really fully grasp i feel like if everybody just looked inwardly first i made a quote about this the other day everybody just looked inwardly first figured out who they were then they would have a much you know firmer footing on what they stand for and then be able to make an actual tangible impact to not only their own lives but those around them i see so many people shortchanging mm-hmm. that step and then it just leads to, to utter chaos you know i feel like everybody has something to offer and i feel like i'm a very open-minded guy and i appreciate and respect mm-hmm. that and i feel like i truly enjoy hearing other people's perspective and i feel like this difference in opinion is is important i feel like the the growth of the individual the growth of the team the growth of the company the growth of the government the growth of whatever it is is going to benefit by differences in opinions coming together speaking with mutual respect and appreciation for one another as fellow humans and then moving forward towards a common goal that's uh, just yeah. the case with whatever it is whether it's nutrition or anything anything yeah i like albert einstein said the more i learn the more i realize how much i don't know and like me being in like you know computer science area there are tons of like problems when you are uh, you know like uh, getting involved in computer science and you see this like uh, how little you know about something and you can just like solve a very small problem uh, among all those thousands of problems or challenges that are out there and like you see that how little you know and I guess that kind of like helped me to understand that if I am like talking about like no matter nutrition or politics or any other area like I don't know that much I'm just like looking at like my person my window Uh, let's let me see what is my neighbor seeing let me see what is the person that is standing on the other side how is like their perspective mm-hmm. and what do they think? And I guess like in this like tension era that is happening and going on in the States, I guess like we have to be more open to listen. Uh, if we, we, we are, let's say if you are a fan of BLM, uh, uh, let's, let's go and sit and talk about like um, um, 
people with Confederate flag, right? Don't don't fight. Let's see what 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 it, why uh, what is their point? What do they want? You know, and like talk and like I'm sure you guys are gonna understand each other. But like if you start with just like hateful conversation, it's not gonna end well. It yeah. hasn't. Yeah. Look at Middle East. It's yeah. not gonna end well. It's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I feel like if everybody does that within the realm of just hustling on the things that they have actual control over, we'll, we'll make so much more headway. So many people are spending all of their time and energy and effort on things that they don't even have control over without mm-hmm. a clear understanding of who they are in the first place. If they understand who they are and then focus directly on the things that they can actually get their hands in, sink their teeth into and make a difference on, then we'll all be better off and then we'll be able to reach a common goal much more efficiently. I mean, I look at you and it's motivating to me because, you know, you're you're hustling on all the things that you have control over, your career path, your nutrition, your training, and 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 not only that, but you're you're hustling from like a entrepreneurial standpoint as well. I mean, you've got a full-time career in the financial data science sector, but you're also, you know, doing this whole thing on social media you've got like your own little brand that you're building you pump out (laughs) daily workout videos i mean that takes a lot of time and energy and effort and and you're not making up excuses as to why you can't do that you've got a full workload in your normal day to day but you're making time every single day to get your nutrition right get your training in make these videos and be educational to other people right yeah yeah i i guess like hopefully uh, we can have a like you know brighter future if we just like forget about like uh, making excuses and putting label on ourselves. Let's just like forget about the labels. Don't define yourself. Don't limit yourself for any label. If it, even if it is like you know a positive, I I feel like labelless is uh, is the best approach because you are open to learn. Mm-hmm. But like if I say I label myself as something, I'm just, I'm not open. I already, I'm following this, you know, or I, I'm following that person. And whatever they say is the truth. Don't, don't be like, I, I feel like try to be your own source. Try to be your own brand. Try 100%. to learn and like look at different like sources. If, if you're like, just like, let's say, uh, uh, again, um, watching Fox News, listen to CNN. Uh, if you're f- just only watching CNN, stop that. Please watch Fox News. Watch watch international cha- cha- uh, channels as well because sometimes um, the uh, United States channels, they just like, they are limited to whatever happening here and they are not covering what is happening outside of United States. And that that is kind of limiting, you know, just like go and watch some international challenges and see what are other people are facing out, what are the other problems and see how lucky and how, um, uh, you know, like, um, get some perspective. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how lucky you are that like, whatever you're facing here is just like to, um, <laughs> to fight over some like, uh, I'm not saying that don't fight over it. Uh, like I am myself, I sometimes criticize, I criticize uh, some of the actions that United States takes. But like criticizing doesn't mean that you don't love that country or right. like 
you know it, it means that you love you love it you just want it to be better and you uh, l- like how we are criticizing our friends our best friends you know mm-hmm. if you are a good friend you're going to criticize you're going to say that uh don't do this i know that this is going to hurt you yeah yeah so like the, always all, always criticize always have this critical thinking but what i am saying is that just open your uh, your mind your eyes uh, to this bigger world to this all the other countries mm-hmm. and learn as much as you can about the other cultures and ab- other countries and o- other challenges and maybe someday we can have a better world you know for all of us which currently <laughs> so many parts of it they are suffering from so many other problems yeah I, I totally agree i mean i think if we all just take a moment and gain some perspective you know like I mean, just just a a ten minute search on YouTube for less fortunate areas and less fortunate people. I mean, you can't watch that and and feel like your problems are all that bad. You know, like gain some perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, talking about like um, opening your eyes, I, I want. I, I know that we have talked about like how Iran is getting. Uh, misrepresented sometimes mm-hmm. by the media doesn't matter if it is uh, CNN or Fox like the whole media or BBC uh, uh, the thing is like there are so many great um, things about Middle East like Iran is one of the safest countries that you can go and travel at, but th- that's not how it is getting advertised <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, and everybody has a fear of Iran, and like you haven't seen actually any attack from Iran, you know. So it's like, why, wh- where is this coming from? It's all media. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of like, uh, ir- uh, yeah, like we have been <laughs> uh, attacked innocently sometimes, and like being um, considered, you know, uh, like uh, from a. A terrorist country which we aren't like we are in the like as i said my par uh, like the the travel ban isn't allowing my parents to come and visit me and i saw my family after six years last year because i was here legally i was here with a student visa but i wasn't able to exit the united states mm-hmm. because i because i was iranian uh so like these things made me suffer but it didn't stop me you know what i'm saying i i i i suffered i sometimes i would like through my image uh like a uh, green card process i was like suffering some of my friends they are suffering right nowadays because like um uh the centers they have stopped uh um, like processing cases for now because of the pandemic and stuff but like uh it it's not gonna stop us it's not it hasn't stopped me it's not gonna stop my friends we just gonna use any opportunity that we have to get better and better and to just like uh uh like uh to overcome all the challenges that we have faced because we have fought really like all our lives to get to this place or to the get to this degree of life and level of life and uh we are not going to take it for granted even if they even if they ban us for another 10 years. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> it does not happen. I mean, you got to see it <laughs> more than every six years for sure. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So what I'm saying is that don't 
don't let this political games just stop you from what you want to be and who you want to be. Just follow your dreams and I think you, you, you're going to get what you are working for. And um, I hope like I can give you a little bit good perspective of Middle East and Iran maybe. And uh, there are like tons of like YouTube videos about Iran too. If anybody is interested to go and see, like I know that they are like the best ever food review show on YouTube. They have three, four episodes about just Iran and the food. And like uh, uh, you will see like how amazing is Iran, you know, and how safe it is. And like people are very nice and friendly, but like the government and like the political games, they just show uh, another face, which is like not maybe like it's not the true face of uh, Iranian people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so unfortunate. I mean, my uh, my roommate in college, he just uh, got married. Um, his wife's Persian and I had never really spent any time with any Persian people. I didn't know any Persian people, but he invited me out there to celebrate the um, uh, pre-wedding ceremony. And they were all just the sweetest, um, most amazing people. The food was all delicious. Everybody was like smiling and super welcoming. And I'm like, heck yeah, I can get down with this anytime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all people, you know. That I means some mm-hmm. people are better than others. But I feel like if we all, I mean, there's good people and bad people in every corner of the world. So let's all play on Team Human and do what we can do. And what we can't control for the betterment of Team Human. I feel like we get that under underway, and then we'll be able to make some progress. Yep, yep. So I've got one more super serious question for you, Miriam. <laughs> what is the tastiest Iranian dish that you can make in a keto-friendly oh. <laughs> way <laughs> here in the States? Yeah, so oh, the... The tastiest actually is a very local dish. Uh, I don't think you can find it in any restaurants. Uh, actually, no, you may find it in like um, Persian restaurants in LA, uh, in Hollywood, because there are lots of tons of them there. But yeah, there's this um, local dish. Uh, it's with uh, it's a it's kind of like a meatloaf, mm-hmm. uh, like a um, similar to Swedish meatloaf, but like yeah, um, even we have we have an egg in the middle of the meatloaf too. But it is very big, a big meatloaf. You know, like <laughs> I I can make that maybe whenever we uh, see each other. <laughs> Is it like face a recipe online or is it like... Uh, yeah, different? I can send you the recipe online and the name is Kufte. Kufte? Uh, mm-hmm, Kufte. How do you spell that? Uh, K-O-O-F-T-E-H. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to have to give this a shot. Put this on the yeah. Kingdom Savage Kitchen episode right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, there are some... Um, there, there is a um, dish with similar name in Turkey but this is different so you have to search for uh, uh iranian saying kufte iranian recipe gotcha or gotcha. yeah <laughs> i'll give this a shot i'm always down to try different types of cultural foods and delicacy that that gets me excited yeah well Miriam, where can people go to find out more about you and see these these daily workout videos you're posting 
<laughs> well, I am on um, Instagram, um, and um, I'm not that active on Twitter, but yeah, Instagram and TikTok. Ah, TikTok. <laughs> and what yeah. what is the profile on on Instagram? Uh, Miriam Daily Workouts. Perfect, perfect. I will post that in the show notes as well so people can easily find you. And I just wanted to say again, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on here and, and give myself and anybody listening some some much needed perspective and just a different different viewpoint on things. I feel like that's healthy. You know, thank you for having me. It was a great honor to be here, you know, at uh, talking with you. Yeah. Well, thank um, you. Um, I truly do appreciate it. You have a good one, and I'll be in touch. Yeah, thank you. You too. Take care.